solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, and so you are checking out the Locked On Texas podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Sorry that we missed yesterday's show. Uh, technical difficulties on our behalf, but we're back to talk about the Texans. Minicam, we got interviews. We got a lot for you today, so stay tuned through the Locked On Texas podcast. I want to tell you about NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host of Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Cannot do this show without the greatest co-host in the city of Houston. Cody Davis, and on this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans, as we all know, the Texans began a rookie training camp over the weekend, and we finally had an opportunity to hear from Texans' new head coach, David Cully. And I want to start this episode talking about Cully's philosophy on playing rookies this season. Then later on in the show, I'm going to be joined by Candace Cooper, the host of Locked On ACC, to get her opinion about Brevin Jordan, who spent all four years at Miami, Candace, of course, ACC covered Jordan for Locked On ACC. So we're going to get her ideas on what Jordan can bring to the Houston Texans and get her opinion about him falling to the fifth round to the Houston Texans. And then later on in the show, John and I are going to wrap this episode up with a look at how much of the blame should go to Cal McNair? Should this David Cully experiment fail? I think that is a very good take we all got to look at because at the end of the day, when you take a look at David Cully and John, I also want to mention um, Nick Casario as well. When you take a look at all the candidates who were out there, it seemed like Cal McNair hand, had his hand on a lot of the Texans hiring process. So if everything goes completely left, He's going to deserve a lot of blame. But with that being said, let's get this Tuesday installment kicked off with David Cully's philosophy on playing rookies this season. And can I, I just say something? Oh, go right I ahead. Think we got a, I think we got a lot of good quotes to pull from uh, from this press conference with these rookie OTAs, which, you know, we, we're very excited to see how this process is starting especially because the, the sense of a rebuild is sitting in, which we'll get to later, but there's a lot of great quotes from this press conference. What I like most about David Cullen, when he was asked, what is his philosophy about playing rookies? He said his philosophy is plain and simple. If a rookie is good enough, and if a rookie understands the team philosophy on what they are trying to accomplish, they will have an opportunity to compete for playing time. I am so happy to hear that we have a coaching staff who is going to give the rookies an opportunity to compete for playing time. And that's how it should be because John and listeners and John, you could let me know if you agree with this statement. There is not nobody here on this roster, maybe with the exception of Laramie Tunsil, let's say Titus Howard, Charles Aminihu, and Brandon Cooks, and possibly Justin Reed. Outside of those guys, everybody should be in a position where they're fighting for their starting position. 
they are fighting for their playing time. When you go back and take a look at Bill O'Brien, and, and I do believe that was part of his downfall, for some reason, he had a tough time in believing that rookies were able to play. Because when you go back and take a look at, at his five-year tenure, how many times did we hear Bill O'Brien say that rookies do not know what they're doing? I mean, hell, just go back to last year where he called the 2020 season a quote-unquote veteran year, and that resulted in the Texans rookie for the 2020 draft class to play somewhere between, what, 15 to 18% of the Texans' snaps. When you go out and draft these prospects, they should have an opportunity to go out there on the field, to go out there and have a chance to prove that they have what it takes to play on the NFL level. And not only that, I love that David Culley and his coaching staff are showing us early that he is a coach who is going to give these rookies an opportunity because if he goes out there and say, Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins, um, Davis Mills, you guys have done enough to start week one of the NFL season. Not only is that going to put the Texans in a good light, but that's also going to put these rookies in a light and give them the confidence that they can actually use in order to have success, not only for their rookie season, but throughout their careers. And that is important to me as a reporter for someone who is actually rooting for these rookies, because let's just take a look at Kiki Cutie. The number one reason why QT was in the doghouse for so long is because his confidence was shot as a rookie. And after Bill O'Brien left and he started to get that playing time, every single time one of us asked QT, what has been the difference between you playing under Bill O'Brien and now playing under interim head coach Romeo Cannell? He always talked about the confidence that Romeo Cannell and Tim Kelly is stilled in him. How many rookies can honestly say that Bill O'Brien was the coach that gave them that confidence? I think when I when I hear that quote, it's a direct. I think directly of why we didn't see Jonathan Grenard over Winnie Merciless immediately at a certain point last season. They went into the season with uh, no game plan if changes were needed, right? And we can we can we can blame the pandemic. We can do that. But, uh, Cody, this is still the National Football League, and adjustments have to be made. And, and that's what Houston failed to do last season. You know, they just – they never made adjustments. So it is positive to hear – it is positive to hear that if a rookie comes in, busts their tail, and it's outplaying the veteran, that he will see playing time. It's very positive to hear because at least at the very least, you know what needs to be a strong area for the next year's draft. And I don't think we got that out of last year. I think Houston has some talented players last year that just did not simply get rips into your Kiki QT point. You know, he had some great gains for Houston in his own capacity. And why weren't we seeing this before? Got some confidence that he's, he's on the field. He's balling a lot more. I also wanted to look at the fact that Right now, uh, David Cully spoke to uh, about where they are right now as a team. It's a brand new team, and we want to make sure they understand from day one what we're all about and what we're trying to get accomplished. Great quote, right, for the rookies. But then phase three of the offseason, May 24th through June 18th, the Texans have 10 OTAs and mini camp that completes the offseason. So around that time, soon, that's next week. You're going to be working with these veterans, and I want to see how the veterans respond to 
<laughs> I quote, what we're all about and what we're trying to get accomplished because I want to see what the Texans actually want to get accomplished from day one. We just don't know what that is yet. And to understand how important it is for a head coach and his coaching staff to instill the confidence in these young rookies, I actually had an opportunity to ask David Cully this on Saturday, and this is what he had to say. Hey, coach, um, how important how is I'm doing well? How important is it for you as a head coach to help establish the confidence in these rookies that could carry them over for not only just their rookie season but throughout their career as well? Well, I'm very fortunate that I got a tremendous staff here that are teachers. And I've just had two days right now of watching our staff coach and teach these guys right here. And, and I tell you what, I, I, I came out of the practice today smiling a little bit better today than I did yesterday. And yesterday was pretty good. Today was even better simply because we're, we're all on the same page. We're trying to establish a culture right now. Those guys offensively and defensively and our special teams are basically uh, coaching their tails off. They have been itching to get on the field for the last three months. We've gone through free agency. We've gone through the draft. Now we've gone through the, the Zooms with the strength and conditioning. And finally, to get out here today, let me tell you something. We were more excited than those players were today to get out on the football field just to coach them. And you know what? After we got through coaching them, they understood what we were all about and what we're trying to get done here with the Texans. Now, did they get everything we're trying to get them to do? No, not at all. But they got a good indicator of where we're going and what, what we're going to end up doing and what we need to get done to go where we need to go. While the Houston Texans uh, get their offseason officially started, the Rockets' season also uh, officially ended. But make sure you continue to check out all the heat over at Locked On Rockets. Uh, I will say that <laughs> – with this day in play in, I'm sorry, the play in tournament, there's a lot of money that can be made. Uh, that one guy that bet his house allegedly on Portland to win 42 games, he got the 42 last night thanks to the Nuggets. But what I want to get to too is betonline.ag where you can go make use of extra money. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports online, action online betonline.ag get all the latest news and the odds and all of the info for your sporting needs including mlb the nba nhl and your ufc and mma action if you got 50 dollars and you want to blow right now just because just because you want to bet go put money on was it logan ryan paul whatever it is it's a nine-on-one odd you can make you some money if by you know grace of god he dropped something but don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. And guys, when you go, you want that 50% welcome bonus, right? Use promo code locked on. Again, use promo code locked on. L O C K E D O N. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. And as promised, joining me in the studio today is Candace Cooper, the host of Locked On ACC. Candace, how you doing today? And welcome to Locked On Texans. 
Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate being a part of this show. It's so good to be able to talk to some of these NFL hosts going around the gambit, getting talked about my uh, Carolina guys, and now getting talked about some of these ACC players. So I'm really pumped. Thanks for having me. Now, before we jumped on the podcast, Candace, you did mention to me that you did move out to Houston for a little bit. And I just want to let you know that a lot of things in the city of Houston has changed since, you know, you called Houston home for a little bit. As you see, the Rockets are the worst team in the league <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a possibility where the texans might be the worst team in the league as well so i understand you cover the acc and part of the acc is uh miami and i'm pretty sure you know the houston texans did draft brevin jordan and that's what you and i are going to discuss here on this show so Candace, with that being said, how surprised were you by the fact that Brevin Jordan, who I consider the second or third best tight end in this year's draft, was able to fall so far in the draft to the fifth round to the Houston Texans? And, you know, with that being said, how high did you actually have Brevin Jordan going in this year's draft? Because remember, this is a guy most people had going somewhere between the second and the third round. Yeah, I think most tight ends usually end up in that third, fourth round these days just because of how prominent a lot of these wide receivers get looks and a lot of these quarterback talks, a lot of good defensive players. And so tight end is always a position that I think most people get steals from, and that certainly was the case for the Texans. They got a huge steal with Jordan. I think he is somebody that unfortunately went through some injuries throughout his last year and didn't get as much playing time and you know, much tape as he would have liked. And we all know 2020 was not exactly the world's greatest year to try and get your name out there if you weren't on the field so I think it's definitely an opportunity for him to really show and prove um, with the Texans who definitely have room for growth and I think at his position there's a way that there he has the opportunity to get his name out there right he has the opportunity to be one of the stars on that offensive front so I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how he performs this season and speaking of this season what did you see from Brevin Jordan during his final year at Miami and how much of a steal do you believe the Houston Texans got in Jordan because when I got the news that the Texans was drafting Jordan I consider him as of right now the most talented and the most complete player the Texans were able to pick up in this year's draft and we had an opportunity to hear from our new head coach David Cully on Saturday and he basically echoed the same thing that Bourbon Jordan is a very talented player and he believes that Jordan is a tremendous steal for the Texans. Absolutely. He was literally one of the second or third guys behind Kyle Pitts when it comes to the tight end position. And I think mm -hmm. that he is going to be someone that, again, brings a lot of energy and not playing at Miami this last season the way he wanted to. He still was tied for most touchdowns at, from anyone else. So I think it just speaks to who he is and what he can do if he's at, at full strength. And so I think it's just something where. Uh, the new coach is going to have to find a great place for him and who's going to be throwing to him can make all the difference. And he's not the perfect, you know, tight end. There's definitely things that he has to work on, but when it comes to just skill and straight out athletic ability, I think Jordan is definitely going to bring a lot of energy to the Texans. It's easy to see that Jordan is a tight end who excels in the passing game. He finished his college career with a little bit over 1,300 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns during his four seasons at Miami. However, the biggest question mark when you start talking about Jordan's game has been his struggles with blocking. How much do you think the struggles he have experienced with his blocking is part of the reason why we saw his stock fall so far in the draft? And do you think there is a chance he can improve his blocking on the NFL level? Because Kansas, let's be real, 
if he struggled with blocking players who are on the college level, and we're talking about a tight end who is a little bit on the smaller end of the spectrum when you start talking about the body type of a tight end, do you think there is a possibility that he has what it takes to improve his blocking on the NFL level? You find out real quick, your career in the NFL always ends a little short if you don't figure out how to play every facet of the ball that your position needs. And I think he has to just develop this willingness to want to block, right? There's a difference between being able to and actually wanting to and actually doing it. And I think he's mm -hmm. teetering on the lines of willing to do it. Like he, I'm sure he's capable, but everyone does, just doesn't want to. And that's fine. It's not, it's not a glamorous side of the game, but I think if that's what you're called upon to do, and if that's how you want to make your money and stay at this position to stay in this league you're going to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> and candace to be honest with you look i am very excited about jordan's arrival here in houston but i've heard you reference jordan as a star or someone who can be a star on his team with that being said what do you think jordan's upsides in the nfl could be because during his um draft day press conference that i had an opportunity to be a part of he said that he models his game after Antonio Gase, Shannon Sharp, Dallas Clark, even Aaron Hernandez. Do you see a little bit of those guys in Jordan's play as well? Well, yeah, I think anybody who's, you know, dreamed and I think the tight end position has grown a lot, right? We've seen guys like Travis Kelty and George Kittle who weren't exactly stars as coming out of the draft and then ended up making names for themselves and being key components of their offenses. And I think that's something that Brevin Jordan is certainly going to be. Again, the depth is not exactly there mm -hmm. with the Texans roster right now. So he has nowhere to go but up. He has nowhere to go but making, you know, the Texans look a lot better than they currently do. So I think <laughs> he's just somebody who has the size and speed. And if he can stay healthy i think that'll be the key parts of it because again he was up there in the name in the mentions of the kyle pitts he of course kyle pitts is who he is but he definitely had you know the range to be a, a strong athlete and someone who could deliver on sundays as you and i alluded to before Brevin Jordan is someone who excels in the passing game, um, especially comparing himself to someone like a Shannon Sharp. But right. with all that being said, is Jordan a type of player who can excel no matter who his quarterback is? Because most of those guys, especially someone like Aaron Hernandez, did play with some talented quarterbacks. And when you look at Brevin Jordan, I mean, there is a guy who's still on this roster, but nine times out of 10, that's not the quarterback <laughs> that he's going to be receiving passes from. Of course, I'm talking about the Sean Watson, nine times out of 10, unless someone else better comes along, it seems like he's going to be catching majority of his passes from Davis Mills. And you know, what's crazy is the fact that Deshaun's situation is so wild to me. And I think the timing of it is just crazy. And I, you know, don't understand it. I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen. I hate it for these young guys who did get drafted, you know, besides Brevin Nico as well, right? Trying to figure mm -hmm. out who's going to be the guy that's going to make you look better in this league. And unfortunately, we don't know if that's going to be Deshaun. And I think that's a situation where even if you wanted to get a better quarterback, let's say Aaron Rodgers, for example, we're talking about trades. It's not a sexy, you know, organization right now. They got a lot going on they seem to be a hot mess so you're not going to have you know every the some of the better quarterbacks looking to you know continue their career or try and make a name for themselves running to Houston and that's unfortunate especially again for Brevin and guys like Nico so I think it's something to where I hope that they figure it out figure it out soon I think that Houston definitely had some you know uh, upsides and they had some positive flow going about them especially on the offensive front but Bringing it all together, they definitely don't have two sides of the ball right now. So 
it's it's really up in the air I hate I hate that for them but I also think at the end of the day like Brevin seems to be kind of guy who's focused on making his money and going after his so I think it'll be fine overall last question before getting out of here for someone who actually lived in the city of Houston for a short time I'm pretty sure you was able to see the promise that Deshaun Watson did have with this organization at one time or another with that being said now that you see everything that has transpired since then how do you actually feel really quick about this Deshaun Watson situation yeah you know I think it's again it's crazy because Mm -hmm. it's coming out of left field I think that it's something that I it's you have to really sit and do your reading and really dig into the weeds of it and I have not been in the weeds since moving away from the city but I certainly hate it for if it is a true situation for the young women who you know felt like they were taken advantage of, right? And on the other side of it, I would hate it for Deshaun having to deal with the situation that probably, that not probably, definitely takes away from his game and takes mm. away from Texas Texans and what have you. So I think both sides is never going to end up good. And I think ultimately at the end of the day, it's a situation that I hope everyone can move on from, whether it's settlements, whether it's you know taking his time away from the league, whatever needs to happen should happen. But I hope it's a reflective moment for all involved because it's just not, it's such a, to me, unnecessary situation because <laughs> I look at guys <laughs> who are in these po- these prominent, prominent positions and I'm like, it is very easy to meet women in certain spaces. And so if you feel like you cannot do that in a you know proper, however that looks, <laughs> you know, in terms of introducing yourself, meeting a young woman, if you slide in the DMs, whatever, what have you, like, let's just be more professional about things and keep separate business from pleasure. And I hope that's what Deshaun takes away. If not, <laughs> God bless him. But it's going to be one of those things where as a female who reports on a lot of these cases, a lot of the time dealing with domestic violence and what have you, it just, it always sucks because you're always called upon to kind of be the, well, what does this mean? And I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, again, it's a sad situation for all involved because it's sad if it is, if it is true and it's sad if it isn't. Because always, like, you know, when you Google a name search, Deshaun Watson's name comes up in a negative way instead of, you know, being one of the quarterbacks to watch this season or being one of the guys who could run, have the MVP race, it should be like the Sean and Dak conversation. And we're not having that. And that's unfortunate for him and his career. And I would hate if this is how it was, if this is the trajectory of going downward. But again, I hope they figure it all out. And I, <laughs> I really just want it. I don't want to say I want it to go away. I want everything to come to light as it should and it get handled the best way it can. But um, I think ultimately he's probably not going anywhere. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> like that sucks. <laughs> I don't know where he's going to end up, but I just, I, I think it's a, it's a learning lesson for everybody. Kansas Cooper, the host of Locked On ACC. Kansas, real quick, where can our listeners follow you at on social media? Because the Houston Texans, as you know, we are going to be looking at a lot of college prospects over these <laughs> next, what, six to eight months when the season get kicks off. Absolutely. At Locked On ACC, at Candace D. Cooper. You can follow me on Twitter. Look forward to talking to you guys down the line, especially because, again, there are a lot of good guys in the ACC, a lot of good play players who are going to come out next spring. And I think it's going to be great for the Texans to kind of keep that rebuilding energy as it seems to be the, the motion <laughs> right now. So definitely find me there and follow my work. I appreciate the time and the opportunity to come and talk to you guys. Sounds good. Thanks, Candace. No doubt. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? 
choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry. Come on, guys. We can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost $353.99 at Advance, a big chain store. But it only cost $216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Cody, you're an NBA guy, cover the Rockets, and uh, they're out of the playoffs. Well, they have no season. They have nothing to play for <laughs> no more. But other teams like the Lakers do. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, how worried should Laker fans be about their road back to the finals? No, not <laughs> worried. This, not, not worried? worried. No, well, it's, it's well, LeBron. Come on now. He does this get, every year. Well, you can get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, that was Candace Cooper, the host of Locked On ACC. And John, I, I really do believe that the Texans, Brevin Jordan might be the Texans' most talented player that they were able to pick up. Because once again, and I don't think people understand, this is a guy who was projected to go in the third round, and he was arguably the second best tight end in this year's draft, and he fell all the way to the Texans in the fifth round. And once again, and this goes back to what you and I discussed in the first segment about David Cully and his coaching staff actually having the mindset to let these rookies go out there and compete for a for a position for a roster spot for playing time john out of all of these rookies i would not be surprised if brevin jordan is the starter for day one and i know that is a bold statement but let's be real here we know what to expect from jordan akins we know what we're going to expect from pharaoh brown if jordan comes into camp learn a philosophy like david cully wants these rookies to do Brevin Jordan in his rookie season can possibly be the Texans' best prospect at this position since Owen Daniels, a guy that the Texans and Houston Texans fans have been dying to get their hands on again. You know me, man. I'm all about finding out what Davis Mills is about. You know, he was endorsed by David Cully, and David Cully and Nick Casario has been endorsed, you know, a couple of times now by Cal McNair, by Cal McNair. Uh, he said that at this early stage in the rebuilding process, he likes what he's seeing of Cully, especially now that he's able to be on the field with his players for the first time. Uh, McNair has endorsed Cully a couple of times. 
and Nick Sirio. And this is the first time of, of him going through this process as, a, as an owner. Bill O'Brien was already in place when his dad was alive. That makeup of that team was in place before, when his dad died, when he took over, before he took over, you know. So, and to, and to think in a short time, he, he broke down a very good team of bad management. Him's trying to, you know, kind of learn on the fly, whatever the case is. He had a lot of going on in his life at the time about his father. Not going to get too much into that, but now he's endorsing his head coach, his general manager. How much of this actually will fall on his shoulders if he got it wrong on his very first try? McNair knows he has to roll with his guys, man. And uh, I, I like it, but no, he, his, his first try, he can get it wrong. I'm John Summers Sports Guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at Summer Sports Guy. I'm usually talking about all kind of things on Twitter. You never know. I'm a fun follow. Love music. <laughs> did you guys? Oh, by the way, did any of you guys? Let me know if you did. Hit me on Twitter at Summer Sports Guy. Check out that new J Cole. Come on, man. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.